pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 330. Today I'm going to chat with Ashton Dickey, discuss T-Mobile's new fines for texting about guns, highlight something new from Keltec, and talk about other New Year's Eve trends that might sound a little odd. I'm your host, Ava Flanell. Ashton, how are you doing? Doing fantastic. Thank you for having me on the day. Of course. Uh, so from my understanding, you are in Arizona right now, correct? Yes. Yeah, we're currently down in Tucson, Arizona. Oh, nice. All right. Well, I'm jealous because right before this, I just shoveled my driveway because, you know, I live alone and that's what, you know, independent women have to do. And I uh, got to say, it's a little overrated. <laughs> hey, I don't know. Independent women have a place in some people's hearts. <laughs> that's true. But yeah, so I'm jealous that you're in Arizona. I want to get a winter house there. And I think, I mean, I'm going to make it happen, but I'm literally just going to like pick up everything as soon as, you know, fall comes and just go to Arizona, live there for a few months and then come back when spring is set here because I just can't do it anymore. And yeah, I might be a little too young to be living that, you know, snowbird lifestyle or whatever, but I don't care. People can judge away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was going to comment on that. I was going to say, okay, you can be a snowbird. Yeah, I know. We actually... We actually just got snow last night. So we have um, a mountain that sits at one of the highest peaks. It's like 9,200 feet. Uh-huh. And it got snow last night. Oh, wow. Well, I know that there are parts of Arizona that will get snow. And you would oh, think yeah. that it was Arizona. So I guess it just depends. But yeah, so what you're saying is I need to pick wisely when it comes to the placement <laughs> in Arizona. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, as long as you're under 3,000 feet, you're good. Yeah, nice. All right, so before we start, BSF Barrels, one of the show sponsors. BSF Barrels, they make some amazing carbon fiber tension barrels, especially to upgrade your ARs with. They also have bolt carrier groups as well. So a lot of people never really think about upgrading their BCG, but a good quality BCG is actually one of the most important things in putting together a well-running gun. They have BCGs for both AR-15s and AR-10s and both black nitride as well as nickel boron. In the AR-15, you can get them for your standard 556-300 blackout as well as 6.5 Grendel and 9mm. They range anywhere from like 169 to 189 depending on the finish. And then as far as the AR-10 platform, they run about 189 to 229, which is even more competitive for a good AR-10 BCG. They are available on their website. Head on over to bsfbarrels.com. Don't forget to use the code ELITE15, that's E-L-I-T-E-1-5, and that is getting you 15% off your entire order. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. All right. So Ashton, uh, really excited to have you on. I'm kind of bummed that I miss seeing you at TriggerCon. I don't think I ran into you at all. No. Yeah. I think I think everybody was busy running around trying to make those connections, do the videos. Yeah. And that's that's really what we're all about, right? We're doing content for our our fans and we're trying to show them that, you know, all these events that we have are fantastic and they should join. And it's it's just a big it's like a vacation, but it's not a vacation. It's work. Oh, yeah, I know. So, for example, are you going to SHOT Show by chance? I will be. This is the first time I will be attending SHOT Show. I got invited by Wook, our Wooks. Yeah. Um, They're going to have me come out and set up at the booth, and I get to mingle and walk around for a little bit. So I'm I'm really excited for that. Nice. Well, you're in for a big surprise because if you are not exhausted or sick or both by the end or completely just you know fed up with vegas and you never want to visit it again then i'd be highly surprised (laughs) (laughs) yeah i heard about the uh the ick going around that everybody gets so yeah not really looking forward to that so i've actually made it three years in a row now not getting sick which i'm starting to think i'm you know superhuman or something but Mm -hmm. yeah i would definitely recommend you know anytime you shake hands you want to use 
you know, hand sanitizer, uh, don't touch your face, load up on vitamins. I always take like emergency twice a day, even if I'm not feeling sick. It's, oh yeah. I mean, take it from somebody who I think I've gone now seven years in a row. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, but it's, it's crazy. But anyways, so I am, I am sad that I didn't get to meet you, but maybe I'll meet you at SHOT Show. But of course, I've been following you on, on Instagram and some of your posts make me laugh, but there's all kinds of stuff that you do. So kind of give us a rundown as to like what your, I don't know, what it is that you are doing in this industry. Uh, so what I do that's related to the gun industry is I run a executive protection company and a private investigation company, which is same in the one. So we usually do your high threat, high wealth individuals as far as like politicians, celebrities, ultra high net wealth individuals, um, and any run in that gambit. And then when it comes to private investigations, you know, we have the ability to do things for the state and or all the way down to your local civilian as far as, you know, hey, I think my husband's cheating on me. Can you look into this? Uh, so that's kind of what we do. I'm also a content creator for a couple of different companies. And then I also teach medical classes for civilians and law enforcement here in the state of Arizona. Nice. All right. So what came first? I'm assuming it was the executive protection company. I was, yes. Uh, so my background, uh, I have a military background. So prior army, hoorah. Uh, Mm-hmm. Not army, anyway. Uh, <laughs> that took me a second. I was like, huh? <laughs> so, some, some people, it's for, for the army, but some people would get that joke. It kind of led me into it. So I did a, like a little bit of that in the military. And I kind of got out of it for a little bit, got my nursing degree and wanted to kind of bridge the two together. Mm-hmm. So along with opening my own company, I teach medical classes for the industry and for law enforcement and civilians. So I've kind of done both one and the same and combined them, which is awesome for me because I get to do two things that I love daily. Yeah, nice. And so that company is called, is it Paratus Group? It is, yeah, it's called Paratus Group. Okay, cool. And how long has that been around for? Uh, So we actually just started last year. So I was working with another big company here in Tucson and uh, Phoenix, decided, hey, you know what? I think it's about time I become my my own boss, which was totally wrong because I never have a day off. Mm-hmm. I work 24 uh, seven, but it, it's been a blessing since I, we have uh, 15 employees that are full time and they are a blessing. Wow. Um, and we are just continuing to grow. That's crazy. I guess last year I went out to California and it was for a company that was launching a product that I, I'll be honest, I wasn't really a fan of. And so I decided not to work with them even though they were willing to pay a lot, but it's like, eh, at what point do you draw the line between, you know, if I don't back up the product, then, and I wouldn't use it myself, I wouldn't promote it. Right. But they also had an executive protection company and they also trained people and it was like a school or something and they guaranteed them jobs afterwards. So that was kind of interesting. So that was like my first time really kind of learning about that area. And they kind of did the same thing where, you know, it was like politicians, celebrities, stuff like that. Which is interesting. Okay. I'm assuming that, you know, some of your uh, clients might be coming out on Epstein's list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, none of my clients. Um, <laughs> maybe clients that I've worked with. Um, yeah. I know. So it's it's a bad misconception to drop name drops in our um, yeah. our industry because we work on being discreet. Exactly. However, one of the, I will say, I'm not going to say a name. But one of the main clients uh, that has been proposed to be on that list, um, I have worked with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, as far as me, being an executive protection agent, we we can't instill our values on clients. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, everybody should be held accountable, yes. But everybody deserves the right to be protected as well. And at that point, that's that's where we come in. We don't. You know, we don't describe who's a Democrat, who's a Republican, who's a liberal. It doesn't matter. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, if you need protection, we take in our oath and accountability to say, hey, we will protect you uh, no matter what. At You know, yeah. so that's that's kind of what we have to do. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure also they deserve, you know, a right to privacy as well, because there's nothing worse than, you know, I mean, especially when you're in the public eye and not having any privacy and then you want to be protected and then this person's going to go off and run their mouth. What kind of training and stuff do you guys take? Like, is everyone that 
does this? Are they trained in like, I'm just going to be stupid and say like karate, uh, you know, gun <laughs> tactics, you know, stuff like that. Uh, so to, for some states, you don't even need a certificate to be an EP agent. It's uh-huh. just your word of mouth saying, hey, I'm an EP agent. And that's, um, unfortunately, that's some of the industry and what you'll run into. Mm-hmm. And then you actually have accredited people that have went through an accredited course and got a certificate, which is basically what's required if a good company does their background on you uh, to do anything EP related. So there are four main, three that I can think of off the head, but I know there's four main um, schools that you can attend. It's ESI, uh, Executive Protection Institute, which is here in Arizona. Uh You have EPI which is out of West Virginia Executive Protection Institute. And then you have uh, Gavin DeBecker, which is known for Hollywood of the Stars Protection, is about to open up their school in Texas this coming year. Um, And then you have Bravo Research Group, which is out of California, but they kind of go all over and do uh, executive protection classes. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, so it, it you have to have a certification of that magnitude to be considered real Mm-hmm. As far as training wise, and then it's it's only up to the agent to figure out, you know, how far do they want to take it? Do you just want to be that guy that's in the shadows and says, hey, I've got a certificate. I can do this. Or do you want to take training and, you know, jujitsu? Do you want to take training in the certificate? Do you want to be uh, an executive protection driver? Because there's all little nuances within being an executive protection. You've got dignitary protection, which is mainly, you know, your politicians. You have celebrity protection, which is a totally different realm because they move differently. Then you have airport protection, uh, so aviation. And then you have uh, like being on a yacht. That's totally different as well. Uh, So it just depends on which little niche you want to go into or branch out in and or cover all. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and there's there would be nothing worse. Like, I'll be honest, I'd purely be a little pissed if I hire somebody to protect me and then somebody's like shooting at me and I'm the one shooting back and, you know, saving the guy that's supposed to be protecting me, which got to say, you know, I mean, that's what it's like dating in today's world. Sometimes I'm meeting <laughs> these guys that don't really know gun tactics that well. And I'm like, it's all right, babe. I'll sleep closest to the door. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, All right. I'm going to take a quick break. Talk about Gators iPro. You were saying before the show started that is it your camera guy that works a lot with Gators? Yeah. So my photographer has done a couple of photo shoots uh, for Gators. Uh, Her name is Alex. She's out here in Arizona with me. Nice. Okay. So you're familiar with Gators. I'm a big fan. Have you tried them on by chance? Oh, I love them. Fantastic. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I I honestly feel pretty confident that they will fit anybody's face. Like they have so many different options out there, so many different frames um, and they're good quality stuff. You know I mean? There's some stuff that you'll look at like in the market and you're just like, wow, that is super overpriced. Like I'm not paying that. And Gators are not that inexpensive, I'll admit, but it is so worth it. Even like my one pair, the Skyhooks, I have them a lot of times I just throw them in my purse if I, you know, forget to leave them in my car and they're not even in a case or anything. And I'm like, oh man, they're going to get scratched up. And like, they still look brand new. It's kind of crazy how much of a hit they can take. But that said, they have like the mil-spec ballistic lenses that are rated to take a hit from a 15 caliber projectile at 700 feet per second without cracking, which is like oh, yeah. really insane. Good quality glasses, definitely going to protect your eyes and they're also going to look good. Check it out. Use the URL gators.com forward slash AVA15. That's A-V-A-1-5. And you're going to get 15% off your entire order. All right. Let's talk about some of the stuff that you do on social media. Okay. Um, So what is it? Like, how did you get into that? Honestly, it kind of started out as a joke. Um, So I did not see myself getting into the gun industry the way I was. I had just come off of my first Instagram being deleted when Facebook went through, you know, whatever they went through with uh, Donald Trump and banning certain people. I was one of the first ones, which was fantastic. I lost like 15 years of my life. And <laughs> thank God. so I started this next one and 
just kind of put some things on there here and there of me being out doing hobbies. And then I had um, a gun cleaning company reach out to me, which kind of started it all. And they were, you know, they gave me the the basic rundown. Hey, if you take pictures of this, we'll send you some free products and uh, kind of give us your your review on it. And then it just kind of went from there. And um, I don't know what happened this year because I'm being shadow banned a lot. But I went from, I think I was right at 15,000 the beginning of the year and towards the end of 2023, now I'm almost at a hundred thousand. So I must be doing something right. But some of the bigger companies that I work with is Amtac suppressors. It's a different type of suppressor. It is a mid-level suppressor as far as a screw on. So it is a direct thread, but it goes over your barrel. It's not a in connect or a, a quick disconnect, which is kind of nice. It brings the weight of the barrel and the end of the gun back towards the center, which is mm. fantastic. Yeah. And you don't add a lot of length to your barrel. Uh, so that's one big company that I'm working with. And then I have a, a gun store out here. It's, they just had their grand opening with Haley Strategic. It's Scottsdale Tactical. Uh, we've been in partnership for a while now, which is some good things to come, maybe with Haley Strategic, if uh, I can get Travis to get on board. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, but... Yeah, those are some of the bigger companies that I'm working with. And then I have, you know, just the hit or miss companies that kind of want to send me things. So another reason I got into it was to give gear reviews. When I first started out, I had a $50 vest on Amazon mm-hmm. and it wasn't the best, right? But we all start somewhere. And when I started getting companies that wanted to send me products, I thought, well, to save other people money since spinning in this industry is a habit, Maybe I can give good reviews to save people some money. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of why I wanted to get into it. I've always been about helping people and giving back. And the way I get back is to give you honest reviews on some of the the top brands that are out there, let you know the pros, the cons, what I think, if I would wear it, do I wear it? So that's, that's kind of another reason why I wanted to get into it. Nice. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately you would think that most of the reviews out there are like pretty honest, but that's not always the case. And like you and I fell victim to, I'm like, well, this person really likes it. And I look up to that person and they must be, you know, they must know what they're talking about. And then you buy and you're like, what is this? Like, it's just crap. So I totally get it. Yeah. I mean, one person we all think about when it comes to gear is Grantham, right? He's Mm -hmm. fantastic. Never met the guy, but I hear great things. He's very positive with his audience and he always gives honest feedbacks and he does that disclaimer, you know, right before he goes into it. So I think I can take a page out of his book and maybe uh, reiterate my disclaimer with companies too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's important. Yeah. I really like Mike. What is it that you're looking forward to doing a SHOT Show? So I know you're going to be working at the booth, like helping. It's Wook, Wut, Wut or whatever, Woot. I saw their stuff. They're making, it's like a chassis system that's like wooden and stuff like that, right? Yeah, that's that's their, their main bread and butter. Okay. So are you going to be helping them at the booth or are you just, you know, kind of like popping in and out and then like walking the floor? Yeah, I'll probably be helping them at the booth for a little bit since they're the main reason I'm coming. Yeah. Uh, but then I've had, I have several other people that have requested to see me. I think I'm going to be on... Uh, Walter Firearms podcast, sitting down with them and kind of talking with them as far as their upcoming year, what they're having released. I've actually got a new firearm from them that just came in the mail. I can't talk about it yet, but I'm excited for it to be released uh, because I have one of their base models. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to say that it's the way that it comes set up. It's fantastic. But... As far as that, yeah, I'm just going to be walking around, mingling with people, uh, meeting all the people that I can, interacting, networking, because that's that's one reason we get into this, right? Mm-hmm. To basically meet people that have the same interests as us and network and have fun together. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a YouTube channel by chance? I do have sort of a YouTube channel. Most of what I post on there is just short clips of what's already posted on Instagram. Okay. Uh, but I haven't dabbled too much into the YouTube sector. Yeah, it's a whole other like 
I personally, I hate YouTube, but recently <laughs> I've kind of started like posting more videos and it's starting to grow, but it's like, it's such a pain. It's hard. I mean, it's like a full-time job, just keeping up with social media and trying to post to every different outlet. Like it's, oh, I know. you know, and then on top of that, running everything else, so I can only understand. All right. Taking another quick break, talking about Mantis. If you guys haven't checked out the Laser Academy from Mantis, definitely recommend it. The Laser Academy gives you everything you need to practice with the smartphone app and improve your skills with the, without the cost of ammo. The standard kit comes with a choice of calibers for the laser, a carrying case, two tripods, and target stand holders for $150, or you could just get the portable kit for $99. The app has a bunch of drill options that you could run as well as fun practice options to make things interesting. It currently has 14 modes, including dual modes for friendly competition and more. So, you know, if you want to play with your friend who is in another state and you're like, hey, let's do this together, you totally can. Lots of different options. Check it out, mantisx.com. And I'm definitely looking forward to seeing them at SHOT Show to see if they release anything new. Let's circle back around to something else that you mentioned, which was your medical classes, which I love to hear because I don't think that, you know, enough people are taking medical classes and the chances of well, what I've heard, the chance of you actually having to render aid on somebody is going to be far greater than having to use your gun. Who knows if that's true or not? I think it's important to know both, especially because, you know, a lot of people these days get their information from like TV shows, movies. You know, they think, hey, you could use your bell for a tourniquet, which, you know, I mean, really, I don't think it has that much support. It's not going to cut off enough blood flow in order to work accurately. So it's definitely important to know. And then even like when I took a, a medical class, I thought that when you're, you know, let's say somebody has like a chest wound or something like that and you have to pack that wound. I thought as long as you put something over it and stop the blood flow, that that would be good enough. But really like packing the wound and, you know, kind of like twirling around your finger and packing it down and twirl and pack, like really like, you know, compacting that area is another thing that I don't think most people would know. How often would you say that you teach these medical classes and does it include like a lot of hands-on stuff? It does. Yeah. So usually it's, so I, I teach what's called the TECC, Tactical Emergency Casualty Care, mm -hmm. which is the civilian version of TCCC, which is military. Mm, gotcha. and you, you, you really don't need TCCC unless you're going overseas, right? Because they operate underneath uh, different guidelines overseas. There's not medical care that's abundant like it is here. So that's that's more necessary overseas versus here which is you just responding to a situation. And usually responders, we say, are there's a nationwide study done that responders are typically 17 minutes out, whether it be police, ambulance, fire truck, you know, what have you, 17 minutes. Mm -hmm. So if you can sustain something for 17 minutes, you're taking care of somebody, which is where that medical training comes into play, tactical emergency casualty care. Now, as far as how often I teach it, um, it's usually once a month or once every other month uh, when I do classes. Mm -hmm. um, I mainly teach them to the executive protection side and the civilian side. Every once in a while, I'll do a law enforcement, mainly because there are different aspects of situations you're going to run into. Like with EP, we have agents that you know protect clients that are older. Uh, some of them are in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And it's not always about trauma. It's always about, you know, the medical condition that your client faces, whether he has diabetes, does he have a type of cancer? Does he, you know, have a pre-existing condition that's not trauma-related? Because trauma is Gucci, right? We all love trauma. We all love, we, we want to plug a wound at some point in our life. That's just the thing. But that side is a little more catered to the medical responding than the civilian. Civilian is more of a active shooter situation. Yes, there is going to be trauma related. How do you differentiate as far as mass casualties on who's savable, who's not savable? Um, then we go into, you know, how to plug a wound, how to put on a chest cell, how to render first aid, which is life-saving. A lot of people want to, uh, you know, slap on a, a chest cell, but 
you know, realistically, is that needed? Does mm-hmm. he just need CPR? That's yeah. fantastic. So we, we teach him about once a month or once every other month. Okay, gotcha. And then kind of changing up the subject a little bit, what are your thoughts on like the gun industry as a whole? Just kind of putting it out there. <sighs> Toxic. <laughs> All the reason I say that, so it's very much like capitalism in the gun community, right? Everybody wants to be a leg up on somebody mm-hmm. and everybody wants the new and exciting thing. And recently, one thing that me and a couple of people have done is create an inner circle within the gun community. And basically what that is, is we all want to see each other thrive no matter what. And if we get communicated with a company and we get good standings, we'll basically share that with the group and say, hey, this company's doing this. This is how I'm a part of it. If you would like to reach out to them as well and us conglomerate and collaborate together, it's fantastic. You should. Yeah. Uh, versus, hey, you know, I really don't want you contacting this company, which is unfortunately a lot of what we run into. And uh, it's basically a dick measuring contest, right? And that's that's not what I'm about. Uh, it's It's always about family. It's always about coming together with a common goal and being around people as a hobby or an interest that you want to be around. And it's kind of like being in the military. You know, when we leave the military, we automatically experience loss. Mm-hmm. We experience loss of self, loss of job, loss of friends, because it's never really going to be the same with those friends that are still in and active. So the gun community should just be an extension of not necessarily the military, but just that kind of family that we have. And I'm trying to bring people together and work together to ultimately benefit the industry versus, you know, a dick measuring contest. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I do agree with what you're saying. And I do think that a lot of people are always trying to get a leg up on one another or they're not looking out for each other. Whereas like I personally, like, you know, some of my really good friends in the industry, if there's an opportunity and there's always companies that are asking me like, hey, who else would you recommend that we work with? And then I'll absolutely, you know, be like, hey, I think, you know, this person's great, that person, you know, and like put them in contact with each other because I think there's more than enough to go around. And, you know, when you win, I win. And then on the other hand, I think we should also look out for each other. So like recently I had a company that dropped me a few months ago out of nowhere, like mid month. It was the weirdest thing. Dan followed me on social media. It was like literally like me dealing with a child without them telling me, you know, as to why they just dropped me, which I'm just like, okay, whatever. But it's been four months and they haven't paid the last invoice. And I'm just like, all right, that's pretty ballsy. And I kind of just want to give a heads up to any other like content creators out there so that they know not to work with this company. (laughs) I do think that, you know, ultimately like us being all in the same space, you know, yeah, it's competitive. And I think, you know, some competition is good, but I do think that, you know, there's more than enough to go around and that we should all help each other because ultimately the industry is very small and we're all fighting, you know, so much other things in in the real world that it's like we really just need to come together as a community. Definitely. Yeah, I I think competition is fantastic. I'll be the first person if we go out to a range to challenge you in something. I might lose, but uh, I'll challenge you because I love it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, wrapping the segment up, can you just tell people where they could follow you on social media if they want to hire you or your company for some protection, where they can go for that and like all that good stuff? Yeah. So everything is located on my Instagram. It's Ambi underscore tactical. I don't want to put my Facebook out there. It's more personal. And then uh, my YouTube is the same thing. Ambi underscore tactical. My Instagram page for my company is US Paratus Group. Very simple and easy to find. If you can't find it, it's on my main page at the bottom. You're more than welcome to message me with any questions you have. I usually typically reply within an hour. I try to be pretty proactive on there. So, yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. And then also just to clear, you know, maybe some confusion that people might run into, but does say Bradley Dickey on your Instagram even though you go by Ashton. Uh, so, you know, if yeah. if people do find Ambi Tactical and they're like, but this guy's named Bradley, you know, it's still the same person. Some yeah, of us just, like, you know, don't like, realize what our name is. Yeah, like we talked about before the show, 
somehow my middle name got thrown out there and everybody started calling me by my middle name. I think it started with my wife, but it kind of stuck. And I think Ashton sounds a little bit better than Bradley. Bradley yeah. kind of has that. I don't know, the bad rap nowadays. No, so. I I <laughs> think, I mean, Bradley just sounds like, you know, someone who's like straight laced, kind of country boy, you know, Ashton's kind of, it sounds kind of gangster, I'm not going to lie, but you know, it's cool, whatever, you know, it's a free world, so <laughs> free, free country. All right, uh, moving on with the rest of the show, IWI. You mentioned before the show that your main rifle is from IWI, and I'm assuming it's the Zion 15. Yes, it is. It's it's the Zion 15. It's a 12.5 length barrel. Um, absolutely love it. That's that's one I have my full auto trigger on, and I have another lower for it that I run for work. That's my go to rifle. I have no quirks about it. I've never had a hiccup with it. It's never jammed. I've probably put. 15,000 rounds to that thing. Wow. That's pretty impressive. I just got mine a few weeks ago and it's not the 12.5 version, but I shot it right out of the box and I was like, dang, this thing is so smooth. It, it shoots amazing. If you guys want to, you know, get an AR and you don't want to spend more than a thousand dollars, I would definitely recommend the Zion 15. Find out more about it at IWI.us. Don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY15, all one word, that gets you 15% off any of their accessories in the web store. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF. Today in politics, fines for texting about guns. When I read this, I was like, is this a joke? I mean, it's it's insane. So basically, T-Mobile, they've introduced new terms of service that will find companies advertising guns over its network using text messages, which, you know, text messages are kind of like the new form of advertising nowadays. The new rule went into effect on January 1st and will fine users for non-compliant traffic. So in other words, content that they don't agree with. The new rules established three tiers for violations. Tier one, $2,000 for phishing, smishing, which I was like, what the fuck is smishing and phishing? And social engineering, aka scams. Tier two, $1,000 for illegal content. To be considered legal, it must be legal in all 50 states and federally, which definitely gets complicated when it comes to guns. And then tier three, $500 for all other violations, including but not limited to SHAFT, which stands for Sex, Hate, Alcohol, Firearms, and Tobacco. As usual with these policies, they are the sole arbitrators of what is considered a violation. And with those terms, they can paint whatever brush they want to call something a violation. This policy only affects third-party messaging, which means advertisements. It does not target person-to-person messages. But who's to say that this won't be something in the future? With these kinds of policies, it will be very easy for a company advertising a sale to get fined, especially since they say it has to be legal in all 50 states and federally. There are all kinds of things these days that are not legal in all 50 states, like I just said. Advertise a gun show or firearm sale, you're for sure, you know, getting fined under these terms, but they have the ability to take it much further than that. T-Mobile confirmed the changes, but would not comment beyond that. The policy only affected third-party messaging vendors sending mass campaigns. It's possible T-Mobile is making the decision because they're worried about being sued for advertisements that occur on the network for activities restricted in certain states. For example, a gun show in Pennsylvania has been sued by New Jersey because New Jersey residents attended it. Under the new policy, an advertisement for a 30-round magazine could be considered to violate both the Tier 3 and Tier 2 rules, as it has to do with firearms in some states have outlawed 30-round mags. The implications of this could be much bigger, though. Under the hate portion, they could target any messages advertising political things, as well as it's become common to call any conservative event or viewpoint as hateful. Stay tuned. I think this could be a lot bigger than it is. But I have to say, I do have T-Mobile as my carrier, and this makes me want to drop them. 
But it also sucks because before that I had Verizon and my bill was like two times the amount for the same thing. Yeah. And I, you know, I haven't lacked service switching over to T-Mobile, but. Right. Same way. I, I had Verizon and I switched to T-Mobile and, you know, whereas now it may not be a problem as much for the consumers, mm-hmm. it does open up a gateway for more to happen. Mm-hmm. I know. And it's just so frightening to see that, you know, they are coming at us from every different direction. And also, I think what infuriates me is the fact that, you know, if they're using advertisements, usually these advertisements are coming from legit stores. Yes, there are spammers out there that are trying to sell, you know, stuff that's illegal. But for the most part, these are coming from legit stores that, you know, operating a legit business people have to fill out 4473s in order to purchase a gun like everything done is legal but it's like why are they treating you know our industry as like criminal already i don't know i mean if anything they should just change this around to like any spammers like spammers and scammers they should be charged but not just the like the gun industry in itself like how about the scammers that are sending out these mass text messages you know fooling people into paying them thousands of dollars but there's yeah. nothing for that you know yeah i think that's a that's a big racketeering process right and most oh, of it yeah. comes from south america um yeah. but we we've always been looked at as an industry that you know is just violent mm-hmm. and anything violent does not fit the narrative that majority of people are trying to push nowadays that are politicians yeah yeah absolutely This segment is brought to you from Rose by Sig Sauer. I'm here with Alma Reeves, and we met at the Nashville Rose Retreat. Alma, I'm so excited to have you on. I'm trying to think. I've been trying to get you on for probably the last month and a half now. So I'm really excited that you were able to make time to come on and tell listeners about your experience because I just love having all of these women on the show and they all come from, you know, different experiences, different lives, you know, but it was kind of great that like we could all get together and even though we were very different, just kind of create something that was just great and memorable. To start off, I'm just going to ask you, you know, real quick, like, why did you do the Rose Retreat? Were you invited? Did you sign up for it? How did you get to go on this trip? Oh, that is such a good question. Thank you for having me on, by the way. This is exciting. Of course. This is exciting. When you reached out, honestly, Eva, when you reached out, I thought we were just going to, you were just going to call me on the phone and we were going to have a fun little, like a girl chat and reminisce. Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly where we were going. So, you know, this is exciting for, for this little Michigan girl right now. <laughs> um, well, the whole thing started with um, the Rose community on Facebook. When I joined that group, I was so drawn by the genuine and sincere requests for assistance from the women that were joining. Mm-hmm. And they reminded me of myself um, when I started training and carrying. I just didn't have any friends that did that, that were women in my circle, in my social circle or in my church circle. So it felt like I was looking at at me like years ago, not many, many years ago, but you know, Mm -hmm. years ago. And my heart just resonated with their requests for assistance. And I took so much pleasure in, in saying, Oh my gosh, let me help you walk through this moment. Oh my gosh. I remember that. I remember that feeling. Let me help you right here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that the rose, remember when the rose was like really hard to get? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody was like, I can't find it. I can't find it. So then when everybody started to get their rose, I was like, hooray. And I would like throw confetti in the little, yeah. you know, cemetery there. Congratulations. I, I got one too. And I know that feeling. It's all the things. And, yeah. Um, you know, so I just started going on there because it was so cathartic to see someone in need lift them up out of this little like place where they were trying to climb up a hill, you know, on their own. And, and it was, it was so rewarding emotionally to, to be with other women who were interested in the, the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just did, to find each other. How did you find the community Facebook group? Um, My husband, my husband bought the Spectre comp and he was enamored with the 
ported barrel. Or no, it was a ported slide on the top. Okay. Yeah, it was the slide. And so he was just like doing some research and he was like, hey, like stumbled upon the Rose community Facebook group. Yeah. Well, he found the Rose itself and he said, oh, and it comes with a Facebook group and this and that. And and I um, I said, Roger, I know you love your gun and, and I, you know, and you're really excited for me, but I have the guns that I like. I had two SIGs already, a 938 and a 238. And I was very content. And he said, no, 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 this is a game changer. And then he showed me the picture of the kit, that whole package. And I saw the safe, Ava. And when I saw the safe, everything changed in my heart because Mm. I realized, oh my gosh, SIG is helping mothers bring this gun into their homes with snap cap bullets and a safe. These women don't even have to bring ammunition into their home. And they can learn to shoot a gun. Mm-hmm. They can learn how to handle a firearm and feel completely at peace about their children. Yeah. And when I saw that, I my heart just was touched deeply. And I'm like, oh, I need to be a part of this. And I, I just wanted, I want the gun. I want the safe. <laughs> I want all the things, you know. Mm-hmm. That's how it started. Nice. I kind of want to ask you about how it started with you, but this is your show, so. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you off air. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'm getting, you know, the impression like you obviously you had your your feet wet. You knew quite a bit about firearms. And it sounds like you have a really great husband who, you know, uh, helped you along the way as well. What was your experience, I'd say, like kind of going into the retreat? And do you feel like you learned anything that you didn't already know? Oh, Definitely. I learned so much there. My experience going into the retreat was complete panic because I was going to a place where I didn't know anyone and I was going to be with professionals. So I, you know, I loved, I loved teaching. I loved helping women learn how to manage firearms, but I don't rub elbows with professionals except for once a year when we all get together to volunteer to teach women this one day a year in Michigan. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I was going there, I just was, I felt a lot of uncertainty, but I was excited because I was going to go see people who loved the same things I loved. So there was, it was like ambivalence. It was the nervousness of meeting new people, wondering if I was going to be this complete dork there. Like, oh, I'm such a nerd, Ava. I'm such a nerd. I'm like this library book glasses. Mm-hmm. Nerd. Like I was a library aide in high school, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but but at the same time, you know, I was going to meet these amazing women who put this thing together. And of course, Ms., you know, Ms. Lena Michalek, getting to meet someone who challenged herself and pushed the limit and won awards because of that inner drive that was also a big deal yeah so excitement and yeah a little bit of panic were you so I'm just gonna ask because like I I kind of felt this a little bit I was like you know I had a little bit of anxiety about going because I was thinking okay I'm gonna be in you know like on this trip with like 30 women and Sometimes when you put a bunch of women, you know, together, it's just like, oh, it's like drama. And, you know, and like, I know a lot of people are just like, oh, no, nope, I can't do it. But I don't know about you, but I was like pleasantly surprised. Like, you know, it was a lot of fun. There was zero drama. Everyone was, you know, again, because we all came from like different places, but we were still very much like like minded. And then on top of that, I'm sure you probably realized that even the professionals aren't always super professional like we like to have fun just like everybody else and you know but, <laughs> like I think everybody was human and down to earth and kind and warm-hearted and connect they were connectors I feel like the way I don't feel I observed and was so grateful to discover that the women were connectors mm-hmm. they were genuine connectors like soul to soul heart to heart people mm-hmm. so that was that was wonderful too yeah Absolutely. All right. Well, if you guys want to hear more about this interview, tune in for next episode. In the meantime, though, definitely check out the Sig Rose. You could do so by going to sigsour.com forward slash rose and join Alma and I in the Facebook community group. Just search for, is it Rose by Sig community page or something? I always get it mixed up. I always go into the Facebook and I type into the search bar. Just Rose. And it, yeah, I think that that's what it's called. 
or I end up in garden pages. Yeah, I know. <laughs> or quilting or something ridiculous. You have to do Rose Community. Yeah, no, it's, it, it is. So just search for Rose Community and uh, and then definitely join us. <laughs> Alma, thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Caldwell shooting, if you're shooting long range, one of the things that you need to know is your muzzle velocity. And I don't know, Ashton, have you ever used one of these things, like a, a chronograph to measure your muzzle velocity accurately? Not for a firearm. Now, if we're doing airsoft, yes, I've, I've experienced one with airsoft. Yeah, I've I've done it with paintball guns because my mom owned a paintball field growing up. And so she would always, you know, have her employees go out there with the chronograph to make sure that everybody was like, you know, on the same setting so that somebody didn't have like a much higher velocity than the other person and, you know, and causing pain when they hit somebody. But definitely good to know, especially if you're doing long range. So recently Caldwell came out with a few new ones this year that have Bluetooth. There's the ballistic precision chronograph with Bluetooth for $129.99 which has a plus or minus of 0.25% accuracy and connect on a smartphone with Bluetooth rather than a cable like the previous ones. It also records environmental conditions, not just shot data. So you have a lot more info for your ballistic calculator. It has extra wide sunscreens for use in full sun and works with firearms, archery, air guns, and paintball. The premium version includes a tripod, carry bag, and screens for $214.99, but you're not going to pay full price because you'll use the code GUNFUNNY10, all one word, and that is getting you 10% off, and that is CaldwellShooting.com. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. I don't know if you saw what Keltec just released this week, but I'm pretty excited about it. It is the Gen 3 of the Sub 2000. And I don't know if you have any experience with the Sub 2000. I used to own one. I don't know if it was the first gen or the second gen, but it was in the early stages of when I started getting into guns that I had one. And I thought it was just so cool because it was, you know, still kind of hard to get. Like with most Keltec products, when it first comes out, it's just kind of hard to get. And, yeah. I, and I had one and I was like, oh, yeah, look at me. I'm so cool. <laughs> no, I haven't got to explain one yet. Oh, man, this looks cool. All right. So the blowback operated semi-auto sub 2000 has been around since 2000, which is, I guess, where the name came from. But they've definitely added a lot more upgrades now to this platform. The biggest change is the forend. It rotates, which means that mounted optics and accessories can stay on the gun when folded, unlike previous versions. That alone has been the biggest drawback to the platform since, you know, every time you fold it, you lose your zero because you have to remove the optic, which makes it like really nice and compartmentalized. But, you know, I personally hate having a zero in my guns, even though it doesn't take that long. It's still just something extra that you have to do. The forend still folds up and over in the same way, but the barrel and forend rotate 90 degrees. So the optics and under barrel accessories remain attached perpendicular to the stock. That alone, I was like, okay, you have my attention. Additionally, the popular lightweight PCC includes a redesigned operating handle for improved comfort. It has a new redesigned aluminum trigger for a lighter five pound trigger pull. Overall length is the same, 30.45 unfolded and folded. It's only 16.5 inches. It comes in at just 4.2 pounds. It also has a threaded barrel, so if you want to suppress it. The forend also includes M-locks on both sides for additional accessories. Currently, the 9mm Glock Mag compatible version has been announced, but I'm sure there's going to be other calibers as well. Like I know that there was the 40 Smith & Wesson. I don't know if they ever came out with a 45 but I personally had the nine millimeter. But yeah, so looking forward to seeing this at SHOT Show. MSRP is just $4.99. But unfortunately, I think with most Keltec products, just because it seems like whenever they do launch something new, it takes a while for it to be available in stores. And from my understanding, they have a pretty small factory, I think, in Louisiana. So they're just not pumping it out as, as quickly or as, you know, in, in large amounts. 
So I'm sure that's going to drive the price up because you rarely see it for what MSRP is. But, you know, I mean, still, I'm excited for this. So I'm definitely going to be checking out at SHOT Show. And hopefully I get to report back to you on, you know, my thoughts about it. Yeah, I'll have to make sure to stop by and see that one. Yeah, they have some really good stuff. I will say, like, you know, Caltech kind of hit or miss sometimes with the quality, but as far as innovation goes, I think they are probably one of the most innovative manufacturers out there. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Smith & Wesson. So if you're in the market for an AR style PCC, check out the new response from Smith & Wesson. The response comes with the unique lower design featuring the Flex Mag so that you can change out the mag well if you want to run different mags. It has a 16.5 inch 1 in 10 twist threaded barrel chambered in 9mm with an M-lock forend and full length top rail. It features the MMP style grip and adjustable buttstock. AR-15 style controls for, you know, smooth transition. And then it comes with two 23-round mags and the flex adapter for the M&P and Glock mags, which is interesting. I mean, who would have thought that Smith & Wesson would have developed a gun that would take Glock mags? But I will say Glock mags are, you know, they're everywhere. They're really inexpensive. You can usually find it for like under 20 bucks. So it's kind of a win-win for everyone. MSRP on this is $7.99. Check it out, smithandwesson.com. That one I am excited about. I have seen that one. Yeah, I don't know if I have seen that one. I've only seen pictures of it. I have not, you know, they didn't send me one. So we will see. I'll definitely check that out at Shaw Show, though. Yeah. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as f Never mind. AF. Beyond the ball drop. Confetti, champagne, fireworks are some of the staples of New Year's Eve celebration, but in other places, people are doing it a little bit differently. For example, for the past 23 years, Mount Olive Pickle Company has staged the descent of a giant pickle on New Year's Eve in its hometown of Mount Olive, North Carolina. It was originally attended by only a handful of the company's employees, but today thousands gathered to watch which I could get down with that because I love pickles. You know, especially if they're handing out free pickles while they're dropping that pickle. Right. I'm down, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of uh, it's kind of interesting to see other people drop things. Like, we actually dropped a taco here in Tucson, Arizona this year. Really? Like, at a, at a like, a, a public place? Like, people just had, like, a big taco that they dropped once it reached, like, oh, 2024? Yeah. It was a Taco Bell-sponsored taco that dropped in downtown Tucson. Okay, well, it also says, so in Flagstaff, Arizona, married couple Sam Green and Henry Taylor, who own the Weatherford Hotel, they dropped a plastic garbage can covered in pine cones and in lights in 1999 in part to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the hotel. Today, the pine cone is well lit, metallic, and about six feet tall. And this, what began with, it says 500 spectators, has grown to thousands. So I guess they're also doing something a little different in Arizona, too. But you know what? Tacos sound a lot better, too. Like, I'm down for some tacos and some pickles. <laughs> right? You should uh, come up with a win for the whole industry. I know, right? Like, we're like we're totally slacking. People okay. in Mobile, Alabama, they greet their new year by viewing something sweeter, a 600-pound, 12-foot-tall electronic moon pie. <laughs> What? Yeah. I'm like, man, when's the last time you had a moon pie? I never really cared for them. I felt like they were like super dry and like, <laughs> like it was almost like, you know, somebody like dared you to eat like 20 crackers at once and you just can't chew it that fast. <laughs> Listen, no, don't go to the South and say that. You might not come back. Oh, I know. Along the West Coast, the city of Temecula in Southern California welcomes the new year by lowering a set of luminous oversized grapes a symbol of the city's 33,000 acres of wine country. I do like wine. And then lastly, in Seattle, the final moments of 2023 are marked by fireworks launching off of the Space Needle. The observation tower has long stood to represent the city's innovative and forward-thinking spirit. I've been to the Space Needle before. I don't think I went inside, though. I've never been. 
Yeah, Seattle was kind of pretty. I remember actually, well, I no, I do. I, I really liked it when it wasn't raining and I lucked out when I was there. It wasn't raining, but I love Seattle because you see like the mountains and the water together and you're just like, oh, wow, this is gorgeous. But yeah, I did go to the Space Needle. I don't know why I didn't go in for some reason, though. Yeah, you. so like you said earlier, my name sounds like a good old country. Mm-hmm. I've never been above the Mason-Dixon line, so I've never been anywhere up north. Oh, really? Oh, you need to you need to get <laughs> out. Meanwhile, here, I'm like, I think I've been everywhere in the U.S. Maybe there's like a few, you know, maybe there's a few states that I haven't been to. Like, I think like, no, I've been to North Dakota, actually. Yeah, there's been, I mean... I've been to quite a few, like quite a few states, but now I'm at this point where I really just want to fly and explore out of the country. And I think that that's going to be one of my goals this year is to just see more of the world. Because I do think that, you know, if I were to die tomorrow, I might be a little upset that I didn't have a kid. Like that is one thing that I I also want to do is I I want to get married and I want to have a kid, at least one. even though I'm starting off kind of late. But I also think that I'd be kind of sad that I didn't see more of the world. And I just want to like feel like a tiny little speck on this earth and just know that there's so much more out there than just like me in this world, you know? Oh, yeah. We all want that, right? We all want to see the world, but at the end of the day, we want a family too. And it's great to experience that with your family when you start to get to that certain age that you can bring them along as well. It's more expensive, but it's great. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. So those are those are my two goals to kind of maybe focus less on my career and maybe more on my love life. But I also don't want to settle. And I feel like anybody I've met thus far is me settling. You know, maybe I just need to get off my high horse. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm glad I'm married because the dating population, what it is today, the stuff that I hear is just ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But I mean, the nice thing is, is like, you know, I am okay by myself and living alone. Like I'm content, you know, worst case scenario, I don't settle or I, you know, find a sperm donor and make it happen on my own. I mean, that sounds like <laughs> hell, especially at my age, but you know, anything is possible. Yeah. Is there any like goals? I mean, I know it sounds stupid. Like what are your goals? You know, you know, new year, new me, like I hate that crap, but there are some things that I think it's important to figure out what you want, kind of manifest that and figure out the steps that you need to make in order to make that happen. So is there anything like that that you set for yourself for 2024? You know, I, I usually wait a month mm-hmm. to kind of see how the first month plays out to set goals. Um, I know I, I try to live my life in quarters. So the first quarter is more of a, a setup. Second quarter is execution. Third quarter is results. Fourth quarter is we continue to achieve more and then start all over. Mm-hmm. So I haven't set goals yet. I do have a couple in mind, both personal and company related. If you want me to share them, sure. No, I mean, that's fine. If you don't want to share, that's totally fine. But yeah, I do think that it's important to, you know, kind of just think about more than just like the everyday and like, how are you going to get out of, you know, how are you going to explore? How are you going to expand and grow? And I definitely encourage listeners, as hippie as it sounds, to do that and figure out how you're going to make it happen. Because I definitely don't think that, you know, success is really based on luck. You have to get up your butt and actually make it happen. All right. Well, it is time to wrap up. And unfortunately, there's no iTunes reviews. So... I definitely would love to hear from you guys if you want to leave a review. It's much appreciated. Also, if you enjoy the show, you want to contribute to it, think about becoming a Patreon. Head on over to gunfunny.com, click on the support the show link, and then make a donation. It could be monthly, it could be a one-time donation, whatever. Either way, you get access to our Facebook-only group, which is a lot of fun. Also, Blown Deadline, which you're going to see a lot of his stuff at SHOT Show in various booths. He's like well known for his Cerakote jobs, uh, does an amazing job. He's giving away a $300 gift certificate each month to a lucky Patreon. And then also wanted to thank the $25 Patreons who are Sake Holsters, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Calamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, Tristan Smith, Melissa Ridings, and William Nave. And then for the last week... King of the Patreon is John Spezia. So thank you so much for that. And then Ashton, thank you so much for making time to come on the show. Hopefully I meet you at SHOT Show 
Although I will say we can plan all day long to meet up and it may never happen because it's that big of an event. Things happen. You, you know, things just go crazy. It's really hard to actually stick with a schedule, <laughs> but hopefully yeah. I do get to meet you in person. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, anytime. Yep. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll get to meet you there. I'll, I'll seek you out. All right, cool. And then just remind listeners once again, where can they find you on, I guess, what's your Instagram handle so that they can find links to everything else? Uh, so the Instagram handle is Andy underscore tactical. All right, cool. All right, guys. Well, I will talk to you next week. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.